you in the splendor of your holiness. The word declares that you are even perfecting those, that's us, who have been made holy. Lord, let this fast be a fast where you separate us to become vessels, not of wood and clay, but of gold and silver, purified. Yes, the word declares that we will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master, ready for every good work. And we thank you that these good works have been prepared for us. So as we yield to this call to holiness, Father, we thank you that you equip us, you grace us, you empower us to walk in this truth. So we ask today that the word of God, let it, let it motivate us, let it let it ignite us, let it awaken us to the truth that you're speaking to us today. May we apply it and see its fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the living God. Welcome to A New Thing London. My name is Ayokuna Oduni, married to the most beautiful woman in the world, called Susan Devils Oduni. I thought I would get a while as well, but it's all right. So I'll just try again. My name is Ayakunu Odini. Uh, I'm also the father to my firstborn son, Josias. Um, wonderful. I can't lie any of you, you're right. The energy in here is under 100 still. A lot of pressure. But last week, we spoke about what? Wait, <laughs> incorrect. Last week, we spoke about what? Hey, you lot are embarrassing me today. Community. <laughs> 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 Pastor, you said what? I'll just repeat what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Say it again, darling. Prepared. One more time. Prepared. Prepared. <laughs> You said that. Uh, there's not enough energy behind your, your saying. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Maybe I wasn't clear. I was referring to the title that I spoke about last week. Sorry. Pastor's fault. I heard waiting, community. I was just like, skiing. <laughs> but yeah. So, and last week we spoke about seed, time, and harvest. That's right. Prepare, process, and what? You know, so that means word was very sweet. I don't feel like I need to preach. Maybe I should, I should just repeat. It's all seed. Hmm. It's all seed. So last week I spoke about prepare. Just go to the scripture. Obviously, God gave us the scripture for this next phase that we're in. Um, scripture is Ephesians 2, verse 10. Iman. Awesome. Um, and obviously, um, next week is our vision Sunday where I will go into more detail about this whole. Um, series called A Work of Art, but the Lord led me to focus on this key word in this passage, which spoke about God preparing beforehand things that we should walk into called good works. You don't remember this, yeah? And I spoke about um, seed time and harvest, about God's word being a seed, um, that word needs um, time, process for us to um, mature and be ready 
for the moment of harvest, which looks like prosperity and manifestation of what God has promised. Amen? But obviously last week we spent a lot of time unprepared, and I spoke about the three C's. Here was the three C's from Psalms 1, verse 1. Yes. Yes. I'm proud. Hey! Hey! I should sow a seed into you today, bro, still. Hey! I spoke about that you should do what? You should change your company. Amen? Spoke about um, your character. Spoke about your, um, what's the last one now? Conversations. And I spoke about in Psalm 1 1, we see that the Bible speaks about this man that can um, go to that scripture, please, sir. Should be the next one. I spoke about how we see he was walking, standing, and then sitting. And I spoke about when we're not progressing in obedience, we're declining into pride, rebellion, and so forth. You guys, remember this, yeah? Awesome. So today, I, I want to touch on verse 1, but we're going to focus today on process and prosper. But I want to highlight the first four words in this chapter called Psalms 1. It says, blessed is the man. It doesn't say, blessed is a man, but the man. I'm highlighting this because what we're about to teach today is not um, a story. It's a principle, okay? It's, it's a law. It's something specific that God says, if any of you can apply, it will work for you, okay? It's not about whether you're gifted or not. It's about whether or not you can yield to what God has said or not. Am I, am I making sense to you guys here, yeah? So as we go through today, you're going to notice that verse 1 is prepare, verse 2 is process, and verse 3 is prosper. And I just want to like emphasize that as um, my bro, um, wow, Dami said about it being all seed. The revelation of that is that even when you're prospering, inshallah, God is also preparing you and processing you at the same time. You guys follow me here, yeah? Even in the season where you're preparing, maybe that's been highlighted the most, you can still prosper and still be being processed. So this brings us to the place where the Bible talks about dimensions. Um, it speaks about the manifold wisdom of God, where it's not just one thing that's happening, but many things at once. You guys following me here, yeah? So, blatant example is that my name is Ayo, hallelujah. I'm a father, and a husband, and a brother, and a son, and a businessman. Shall I continue? <laughs> I'm not just one thing. And when I'm walking with God, many things are being tackled when God is highlighting one thing. So let's say, for instance, God is saying, I want you to heal in this season. I want to heal that broken boy. That is going to affect how I father, how I do business, how I manage my wife. So I'm emphasizing this because I don't want you guys to get into the trick of a new year and you have a long list of things you want to work out. That's not what God is saying right now. When God speaks, he speaks few words. When we start to do that, we're setting ourselves up for heightened level of anxiety and disappointment because we're trying to say God needs to do 10 things this year. And he might just have one thing that might affect all the other nine things. It's called wisdom. 
You guys following me today? So I put down here, when God highlights something, one thing, it has the ability to affect everything. This is why when we read that story about Mary and Martha, Mary is busy doing things because she believes that she's called to do some work for Jesus. Her sister is sitting at Jesus' feet listening to him teach. And the Bible lets us know through Jesus' confession that Martha was working so hard because she was actually worried about many things. And he said, look, your sister Mary is focused on one thing or few things. And that thing she's focused on will not be taken away from her. What was he doing? He was kind of highlighting the, the energy behind the pursuit. And I want to really challenge you guys that as we're meeting with Jesus, we're coming to church, we're hopefully we're fasting and we're praying and doing all that sort of stuff. We're allowing God to deal with our heart so that what we are seeking him for is in alignment with his will. What Mary was doing wasn't, Martha was doing wasn't bad. It just wasn't the right time. She was preparing. He said, sit. And it's possible to be in the presence of Jesus. Things be happening. People in this room be receiving. And you think you're supposed to be doing work and you're supposed to be sitting. And then you're missing the opportunity to receive. You guys following me here? Amen. The room is somber right now. Hallelujah. So this year, I want to encourage you guys. Focus on few things. Like, like, discipline your mind to not wander. If you're like me, when it's time to pray and be still, your mind just starts racing. Call your mind back to 10.30 a.m. where I am now. Let's be present. Like, when we're talking about war plan now, we're talking about what's that thing that kicks you off when you start, you start racing in your mind about many things? Wheel it in. Hello, church? Reel it in. How? My way of doing it is worship. You know when you're really worshiping God, you can't figure out many things. So whether you can sing or not like me, hallelujah. <laughs> Open your mouth. Something happens where even if this thing is going off, the longer you speak, what you're speaking begins to tell this thing to align itself. This is why he keeps talking about words of faith. He wants you to speak it. Sometimes you've got to speak it one week to tender, two weeks, every day. Even if you've seen the opposite, you've got to allow your body to hear what God is saying. That's why our moms would be like, speak over yourself. Speak, speak over yourself. There's power in confession, guys. This whole world we see was framed by what? The word of God, confession. And your confession is framing your worldview. God's giving you his word and he says, if you are weak, I want you to say you are strong. Hallelujah. Amen. So, like I said today, I want to focus on the process and prosper element. If we can just go to my lovely timetable, man of God. Hallelujah. So, prepare, process and prosper. Obviously, I spoke about seed time and harvest, I thought, let me bring another dimension to it. You've got promise. That's preparation. God prepares you for what's coming by telling you the end from the beginning. Amen? It's your obedience to that word, that promise, 
where we're going to see that invisible thing become tangible. Amen? And then when it becomes tangible, the Bible calls it a reward or inheritance. Very interesting because, biblically speaking, you don't necessarily earn a reward or an inheritance. God has freely given us things as we walk in alignment with his will. That's what grace is all about. Some of us, we're living in, in the Old Testament too long. <laughs> grace says, I have supplied, therefore be undo. We try to only believe that if we can see it. That's not faith. If God said it, that settles it. That's faith. You guys follow me here, yeah? So, so, so God is forward, but sometimes he speaks to us, it, it feels backwards, amen? Don't ask me why, I don't know. You can ask him when you see him, amen? <laughs> so I want to just highlight this because there are some things that God has promised you. I wanna, I'm talking about focusing on a few things. I'm, there, there should be some instructions that are inside that promise. This moment of preparation is you patterning your lifestyle to accommodate what those instructions are asking you to do. You guys follow me here, yeah? So last week I gave you guys the example about my lifestyle with Jim. Amen? Everyone's laughing at me. And sometimes not just about your willpower. Willpower is overrated. Sometimes build the environment and the routine that sets you up to do it. Okay, we're not perfect. Amen? God knows our frailty, our weaknesses, but that's not enough to disqualify us from his great loving promises. So if he thinks that you're worth it, if he thinks you are capable of it, that's, that's enough gingering, hallelujah, for us to say, Lord, you said it, let me pattern my life according to it. Amen? So that's where obedience carries an attitude where we don't just, you know, we, 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 we reverence the word so much that we look at my life. Does my lifestyle accommodate this instruction? If it doesn't, Amen. Awesome. So, I want us to go to Proverbs 20, 21. Actually, sorry, man, I've got to just go to my point before. I want to make a point. Prosperity minus process equals loss. I'll repeat that again. Prosperity, the, the outcome, the manifestation, the reward, the inheritance. Without you going through a process equals loss. On the streets, we call it taking else. <laughs> Anybody who prospers without being processed will lose whatever they gained. I want to emphasize this because you know, this year is a year of opportunity. I thought I'd get an amen. Yeah. You know, this year there are, there are things laid up for us for us to reap a harvest. But there's also this thing called waiting, growing, maturing, being a vessel that's prepared to handle the weight of that thing. You guys following me here? And God is faithful. What does that mean? God will not allow you to carry more than you can bear. So, I want to echo this word. I want to speak about the end to the middle part now, where if you are looking for prosperity without process, you're asking to quickly lose what God has prepared for you. 
So, just so that you don't have my thoughts and my opinions, let's go to the Bible. Amen? Proverbs 20, 21. Hi. An inheritance gained hastily. In the beginning, will not be blessed in the end. Can somebody get it for me in a um, message version? An inheritance, a promise, a particular kind of prosperity will not be blessed in the end if it is gained hastily in the beginning. Hmm. Has anyone got the message version for me? dismissed. <laughs> if you want this blessing, this breakthrough, whatever it's called, to, to really reach its full potential, guys, you need to be a man or woman who is faithful. Now, faithfulness can only be measured by what you do within a thing called time. You know, when I married my sweetheart six years ago, Seven, wow, seven years ago, you know, I made a vow that I will be faithful to you. Key, key words, I will. <laughs> and the only way that I am living up to that is that through the time of our marriage, you know, have I been faithful to you? Yes. <laughs> but only time can prove my statement on my vow to be true. So the, the next proverb says that a faithful man will abound in blessings. Key thing here is that if I want what I receive from God to last, I must demonstrate the characteristics of being faithful with what he's giving me. Are you guys following me here, yeah? So, so, so this thing called waiting and process and maturing and, you know, trial, suffering, hallelujah, God is developing what, guys? Patience. Faithfulness, perseverance. And though it looks like nothing is happening, something is being renewed inwardly, guys. It's walk by faith, guys, not by sight. Is the scripture left me, please, bro? It's not. 28, 20. Okay, no worries. But you guys follow me here, yeah? Faithfulness. God is using time. God is using process to develop your what, guys? I'm going to try that again. God is using time and using process to develop what, guys? Faithfulness. Fidelity. Integrity. The, the ability to show up though nothing is happening. The ability to stay the course. The ability to do the right thing when you can do the wrong thing and no one will know. Yeah. Faithfulness. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. But the interesting thing about inheritance, because this thing called faithfulness is not you earning it, guys. It's you demonstrating a quality to be able to receive it and to steward it. So I put down here that an inheritance is not earned it's given. Time is developing you 
in the area of faithfulness so that you can become a person matured enough to steward that inheritance. This means you was always going to get an inheritance, guys. It was already set. God's already got things prepared for you ahead of time. Ephesians 2 verse 10. Good works, blessings, etc. are already prepared for you before this world even began. So that means how God operates is that he says, write the vision, make it plain. It will happen at what, guys? An appointed time. That word appointed time in the Hebrew, Greek, speaks to the word opportune time. Meaning there are set times that God has things to go into motion. That if we can stay the course, we will reap the harvest. Am I making sense to you guys here? So, Galatians 4, verse 1. Because if we're going to be honest, guys, the temptation is to go ahead of the appointed time. And I, I want it now, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm roasting now, Jesus. Hallelujah. The car is about to fall apart now, Jesus. Whatever it is that you think you need now, Jesus, is, is, is the temptation to go ahead of time. And, and, and the, the, the right thing at the wrong time is still the wrong thing, guys. So, so what, what happens is that you live out of the season of God and therefore you're out of the will of God. And now the protection that you think you're going to get from whatever happens next is gone because you're doing your own thing. Hmm. So Galatians 4 verse 1 gives us a, us a picture about what I'm saying today. It says, if a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, those children are not much better off than slaves until they what? Grow up. Mm. Even though they actually own everything their father has. Wow. So he paints a picture that there's a man called a father. He has sons and slaves in his house. And he says that when he passes away, there's an inheritance for his son. So, so did the son earn it? Did the son work for it? Did he labor for it? Did he say, Dad, here's my hours, or yeah, give me my inheritance? The condition was that until he does what? Grow up, mature, until he is ready to handle the weight of that inheritance, he's no better off than those that don't have no inheritance. Hmm. Interesting. So I put down here, you're already what God has promised to you. You're a son, you're a daughter. God's got you. That's your identity. We don't, we don't work for that. I'm blessed because he's blessed. But you need time to grow into stewardship. That's function. And function requires time, training, testing for it to prove itself. Faithfulness. Go to the New King James. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. I don't know. Maybe Satan's not happy. One, two. 
Now I say that the heir is, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. Verse 2. But is under guardians and stewards until the time, once again, appointed by who? The father. So before the father died, he already wrote a will that at this age you shall receive your inheritance. But before then, I need to put you under what? Guardians. And under what? Stewards. When I was reading it, I was like, guarding God, God, me from what? And, and, and stewarding what? I'm the son. Guarding you from you, because you before the right time is a very wrong person. Stewarding you that you actually become the blueprint for what is going to be a blessing to you unless you lose it so suddenly. I mean, look at the lottery people. They get their 20 million, whatever. They lose it within what? I think it's two to three years. All of it, God, 20 more. Some of us are living on 30K, 20 mil, God, in three years, guys. Why? They do not possess the ability to manage money. They saw 20 mil, they saw endless money, my friend. They saw 20 mil that had appetites and desires unrestrained. They saw 20 mil and lust just went boom. No wisdom, no stewardship, no, no understanding, didn't even invest, didn't even go buy stock. What's more something to make money every year? The squander. We laugh, many of us will do the same thing. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> God forbid. Amen. We'll do the same thing. We will do the same thing, guys. Look at him, telling me no. No problem, sir. God will put people over you, managers, mommy and daddy, brothers and sisters, even pastors over you to steward what God has put in you. This is what the Bible calls discipleship, guys. He wants you to become the thing that he wants to give to you, or the thing that you already are. So let's say what Diamond said, it's all seed. I'm already a son. The inheritance is mine, but that seed needs time to grow. So when it grows into that stature where I can receive the harvest and manage it, like Diamond said, God will give seed to who? The son what? The son now knows and understands the principle of seed time and harvest. When he receives a harvest, he's now sows seed from the harvest. And guess what? The cycle continues. So inheritance doesn't, doesn't stop at him. Children's, children's, children's. Because every time I harvest, I'm seeing also seed opportunity. And because I'm a faithful man, I'm abounding in what God has already said about me. Are you guys following me here today? So faithfulness is the art of patience. If there's anything that I want you guys to cultivate this year, the few things that I was mentioning earlier on, is the area of faithfulness. The Bible says in Hebrews 6, 10 to 12, says that God is not unjust. God won't even forget your work and the love you have shown him and have helped his people and you do continue to help them. Now, I want A&T to show 
the same level of diligence to the very end. So that what you hope, promise, may be fully realized, prosper. We don't want you to become lazy. But imitate, wow, discipleship. Those who through faith and what? Patience inherit what has been promised. Hebrews 6, 10 to 12. Hebrews 10, 36 says, You are in need of patience that after, man of God, you have done the will of God, you will receive the reward. So sometimes, if we're honest as well, guys, there's a space between doing what God has said and not seeing it. Of course, it requires you to be what? Faithful. Look at that scripture. I mean, I've done the instruction, PA. Still in here yet. He says you need what? Patience. Hmm. You need to continually be faithful. God is not unjust. A man will reap what he sows at the appointed time. So when Gideon 6 says, don't grow weary in well-doing, he acknowledges that it is possible to grow tired of doing the right thing and not seeing the right results. But it says, if you faint not, you do what? Reap a harvest. At what? In due season. At what? The appointed time. How do I not grow faint, P.A.? Those who wait on the Lord shall do what? Renew their strength. They will walk and not what? Faint. They will run and not what? Not grow weary. And you want to know how to wait on the Lord? Go to A&T YouTube channel. Just type in, wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. Wait on God. Wait on God. Do not go ahead of time. Because with this thing called faithfulness, the Bible gives us a parable where he says that, um, he says, he gives um, three people talents, right? One, one talent, one person two, one person five. And when, he's a, when it's a time to reward talents, he says um, to those that actually multiply what they had, he says, well done, my good and what? Faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. Now I will make you ruler over much. You see, how you're managing, let's talk about money now for now, how you're managing the money you have now is a direct reflection of what you manage if you get more. Hello? How you're managing what you have now is a direct reflection of what you will manage for that thing you're praying for next. Don't deceive yourself, beloved. I actually need more money. No, 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 you need to steward what you have. Trust me, I need money. Hallelujah. I've got a wife and child. Hallelujah. More children. Hallelujah. <laughs> but how I steward what I have now is a direct reflection of how I will manage what I have in much. I find it interesting that God said, faithful over little. That little might be a big deal to you, right? But God calls it little, because God already sees a ruler in you. But he's just letting time to see, how will you manage what I'm giving you? Hey, good dad, you know. Good father, you know. But won't buy, won't go past his laws. Good dad, you know, but won't defy the principle. 
good dad, you know, but, but I won't just let you do what you want on your terms. Mm. How you manage the little is a picture of how you will manage the much. If 2024 will be a year of more, guys, it will be preceded by days of faithfulness of your little. And the Bible gives us a picture, once again, of these people called ants in Proverbs, who gather little by little. Little by little. And at the point of time of when they need to go hide away, they have a harvest. But they've learned the art of one, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. Looks small today, but that appointed time, you're going to be like, but how did those ants get all of that? Little by little. I want us to honor the little today, guys. Hello? I want you to honor the little. It's a picture of the much. So, I've spoken about inheritance, rewards, prosperity. Is it okay if I talk about process? Is that okay, guys? So, Psalms 1, verse 2. But are you guys encouraged? understanding, a bit more clarity, a bit more of like, you know what, I need to go home and reduce my list to little. Amen? I need to figure out how does God want to develop faithfulness in me today? Hmm. Hallelujah, Jesus. So Psalms 1 verse 2, this is how he processes you. Psalms verse 1 was how he prepares you, he changes your character, your conversations, thank you, bro. Uh, and, your, and your company. But in verse 2, he then processes you by saying this, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, or the word of God. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Does he meditate day and night? So what we're seeing here is that after you review your company, review your conversation, and after you review your character, God wants to inform you of what is next. So he says, I want you to be in this word, day and night. Now, when I read about meditating on it, I'm seeing that what God is saying is the same thing he said in Romans. He wants me to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. He's saying, as you have now consecrated your company and conversation, I now want to consecrate the, the company and the conversations in your mind. I want to consecrate how you talk to yourself, Shana. I want to consecrate how you see me. I want to consecrate how you see your future. And it has to be not out of your desires, but out of my word. Because the funny thing here is that he highlights that it will become your delight. Oh, those that delight in the Lord, he will give them the what? Desires of what? Their heart. But first things first, is God your joy? First things first, if God doesn't do anything next, is he enough? Hello? In case you, you know, accuse me of prosperity gospel, is God enough? <laughs> Be cheeky. Is he enough? Like, is he enough? Is it enough that you woke up this morning? Is it enough that you still have some type of food in the fridge? 
It may not be carved here, but it's, it's, it's sausage roll. Hallelujah. <laughs> is it enough? This is how I cultivate my faith. I remind myself of the little things that I take for granted. I can walk, I can run. Your life ain't that unfortunate than you think, guys. You live in the Western world. You're better off than one, two-thirds of the world. The fact that as Christians we can meet her in freedom, not hiding in some tunnel in China, passing around half a page of the Bible for two years. Half a page, guys. You don't have iPads, iPhone, Bible Gateway, Step Bible, everything. The processing is that God is trying to make you into a kingdom woman and a kingdom man. That when this prosperity comes, it's not squandered on self. You've you got, you got a kingdom mindset now where I'm seeking for the kingdom of God and I'm realizing the things that the Gentiles and the pagans chase, God adds to me as I give unto others. This can only happen if I'm allowing his word to renew me. This can only happen if I'm focused on his Promises. This is going to only happen if my actual ambition in life is to look like him. Hmm. Processing me. When we read the word and, and apply the word, the Bible says that we're gaining understanding. When we read the word and apply the word, the Bible says that we're getting a new vision, therefore a new focus. When we read the word and, the, and apply the word, we realize that the word actually works. And according to James 1.25, you'll be blessed in all that you do. Because you don't just hear what I'm saying today, you're actually going to apply what I say today. You don't just believe it, but no, God is so real, you're going to become it. It's not just a story. One day the evidence will show itself. Like my friend Jackie Perry, she said, look, the tomb is still empty, yo. Despite what is happening in the body of Christ, Hannah Mashanda, the tomb is still empty, therefore he still lives. Facts have to be facts. Truth has to remain truth, lest we become deceived. Lest our hearts grow weary and we start to become callous. The Bible says that in the last days that, that, that brother and sister will right against each other, hate one another. The hearts of many will grow wax cold. And then they will be deceived. And then false prophets will arise. But those that endure, my God, those that wait until the end, baby girl, shall be saved. This thing called faithfulness is not a joke thing, guys. This thing called patience is not a joke thing, guys. Like Abraham, I've got to believe that I will see Isaac. Like Abraham, I've got to believe that God, even though I die, I didn't see Israel, Israel is enemy. And Abraham became a seed through obedience. So sometimes this promise and the I'm talking about, you might not see it with your physical eyes. But Josiah and maybe AJ Jr. Jr. will become what God told me in 2022. You know, I love it. In it, sweetheart. My great-grandchildren might become a manifestation of my obedience. I want to be here to see it, but my life became an obedience for it. Hello? Hmm. Hmm. Process. Us, we're reading and applying the word of God. 
the word of God, like Job, becomes more important than daily food. Hmm. You know when you got saved and you had that honeymoon period where you read the Bible before everything else? May God give us that zeal in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Me too, I need it. Before, before, before anyone else, before Josiah, before even my wife, the word of God. Hallelujah. Before Instagram. Hallelujah. Then we develop what Jesus said when he was tempted. Man can't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth. I've got to get to a stage in my life where I need to hear God daily. I need a rhema from this Proverbs. What are you saying to me today to align my focus? Because, guys, things will come. I lie. Things are happening. But my Bible told me that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run it, and they are safe. Things are happening. I lie. But there's a word for your circumstance, guys, that can keep you and sustain you in accordance to God's will. So what process is really doing is that through transformation, it's already um, it's, it's bringing out what is seed form in you into a visible form before others. So what that means saying is all seed. Even God's word and promise to you about this is who you're going to be, Ariel. Though we can't see it now, my obedience to the process is revealing it. My obedience to renew the mind and being transformed is unveiling it. Are you guys following me here today? So, so I want you guys to, to take heed to this. Amen. Go back to verse 2 for me, man of God. I, I, I want you to take heed to, is this word a meditation? I'm not talking reading five chapters of the Bible more than that, guys. I'm talking about that verse that is put on your heart for the year. Do you review it daily? I'm talking about that, about that rhema where that prophecy that he said that this time, this year, are you meditating on it? Why am I saying this? Because there is a progressiveness in what God is saying. Whatever he used Moffat to prophesy today, by July, your understanding and his instructions would have progressed. But they only progressed to the degree that you are listening and actually doing. You guys follow me here, yeah? Things given in seed need time, your obedience, your patience to grow into harvest. Last but not least, Psalms 1 verse 3. This is how he prospers you. I've got 10 minutes, right? Awesome. So after you go through preparation, changing conversations, company, character, and then you go through the processing of his word being your food day and night, he says that you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his or her fruit in his season. Your leaf will not wither. Whatever you do shall prosper. Before I get amen at the end. Whatever you do will what, guys? Prosper. Whatever you put your hands to do will what? Prosper. But there's a process and a preparation for this. Now let's look at this Look at this thing, because the Bible says that you'll be a tree. So Shola is a tree. But 
Look carefully where the tree is planted, guys. Rivers of what? Water. Rivers of what? Water. Now, this speaks to the art of abiding, where this imagery of water can represent the Holy Spirit. Okay? The Bible talks about when you believe in you, out of your belly will flow what? Rivers of what? Living waters. So, to the degree that you are a tree that is planted, John 15, hallelujah, abiding, remaining in him, you will bring forth fruit in your season. Once again, appointed time. He goes on to say that your leaf will not wither. Because you, know that, you, know, you know trees go two times where the leaves wither, right? Is it autumn, winter? God says that to Bore, when you become this tree, you will defy the odds. Whatever you're going to do will actually prosper. Meaning now, this person, this level of maturity is living in propel prosperity. Because you're a faithful man who will what? Abound in what? Blessings. Are you guys following me here? So prosperity now becomes a cycle where whatever I do, baby girl, you're going to prosper. Why? Because I'm a tree. Planted. Why? Because I'm being processed. Why? Because I'm preparing myself in accordance to his word. God has given us a law in how in every season, NLT says, not even in his season, in every season. There are four seasons on the earth right now. Autumn, autumn, winter, spring, and summer. In heaven, there's a tree right now that the Bible says bears fruit every month of the year. I need you to understand that you're not normal, guys. You're not natural. You are supernatural. You're not just human. You're also full of the ghost. You are a son and a daughter of God. And your life is supposed to be heaven. On where? On earth. So what's happening in verse 3? God is making you like what you are already settled in the heavens. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Blessed with all spiritual blessings in where? Heavenly places. Now, because I'm on earth, God said, oh yeah, manifest it in this place. You have the ability to prosper to bury in every season. Hello? You know, sometimes you think, oh, when God bless me, it's for a short time, then I have to go back, go back into suffering and lack again. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. From glory to what? Whatever you will do will prosper. So I'm going to close there. I want to decree over this house that we are like trees that are planted by the river. Like Ezekiel 47, were those trees on the riverbanks who are being watered by the river that flows from the temple of God. And the Bible says that on our trees, there will be leaves for healing of the nations. And that our fruit will become food. Father, I pray that the year 24 will be a year where A&T prays for bigger than themselves. Amen. That we will realize how much of a big deal we are in the hands of God. That in our bellies, from the fruit of our trees, from the leaves 
on our trees, that there are things inside of us that are solutions to the world around us. Your son gave us a mandate. He said, pray that your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Therefore, today, give us our what? Daily bread. Give us our little today that will contribute to the much bigger picture you're doing from heaven. Teach us to steward our days. That we may gain a heart of wisdom. Yes? And that wisdom will make us wise to seize opportunities and redeem the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Father, I decree that now that a wisdom comes upon this house, Father, that doesn't allow us to miss the opportune time. But this house will be at the right place at the right time. This house will mature and process in accordance to your word and in accordance to your timing. Father, I pray, wherever we are in the stage of prepare, process, or prosper, remind us, as your son said to us today, it's all seed. And Father, you give seed to the sower. God, I pray, let this year 24 be a year where we just do what you say that we will become doers, doers, doers. God, help me in every area of my life, God, where I am disobedient. Let's let's, let's pray that prayer, that wherever in your life you know that you're not practicing the will of God, even now, just ask God to help you. You know what it is. Lord, help me in areas of my life where I'm just continually falling short. God, I need the grace to pick me up today, Father. I need your loving kindness to remind me that I'm not cancelled out of what you're saying, God. Father, I need you to remove the, 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 the torment of the accusation in my mind about what I've done wrong. God, I need to apply your blood. I confess my shortcomings. Mm. I confess my shortcomings, Father. And you are faithful and just to cleanse me from my sin and make me into the righteousness of God. So we pray, Father, as the scripture says, confess your faults one to another and be healed. The effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I want to charge you guys today, this week coming, find a trusted vessel in your life. Have a time of confession because I believe God wants to heal hearts today so that we can have whole hearts that will believe him and take him at his word. I believe God wants to heal some areas of our hearts today that, that when we hear this word, uh, it doesn't just become another word. It becomes a life-changing moment where I make a decision to follow you. Confess your thoughts one to another and be healed. The prayer of an effectual Sorry, the effectual prayer of a righteous man, a man that believes God, hmm, shall availeth much. God, I speak of a prayer lies in this room today, oh God. Oh, increase the measure. Increase the measure. Increase the measure, God. Help us in this time of fasting to pray. Increase our appetite to seek your face. I pray this last week of fasting, Lord. Open the eyes of your children. I am a Bring 
clarity and bring blueprints, Father. I see scrolls, Lord, and I decree that through times of prayer, Lord God, unveil instructions and directions, Father. Let there be a peace for the future from a place of prayer. Yes, Father. Clarity of mind. Precision of thought. Specific in instruction. I bind confusion right now in the name of Jesus. I bind every uh, um, form of many voices and strange voices, Father. Yes, Father. May the voice of the Father, of the shepherd, be distinct in this house in the name of Jesus. We bind every spirit of deception right now. We command the spirit of truth to reign in your mind right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Just place your hands on your head. Father, I decree in the name of Jesus, we do not have the spirit of fear. I don't fear concerning how I'm going to make this month meet, Father. I don't fear my future. I don't fear what's next. I, I have a sound mind. I have the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. We release God's word. Be not afraid. Fair no, I am with you. I decree in the name of Jesus, where fear has paralyzed us, concerning moving into the future you have prepared for us. Break it now in the name of Jesus. I command and I speak forth the word of God. Let the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind be your portion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you for having me, guys.